Guess what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best. And when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Pack Tea Roll and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Pack Kitchen Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Say your pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack, just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055 Another quality product from Bell Aqua. Nothing feels so good like Bell Pack. Super Hits Radio. Radio. Joy 99.7. You see all of these kinds of contents being done for leagues outside of here in the places that we always follow. I'm talking about Europe. But we have made it a conscious effort and a policy that we will push because when it grows, it ripples on us positively. Ladies and gentlemen, with a big round of applause, please help me welcome the head of insurance sports, Bismarck Owusu Pempa, also known as Ayala. Strong man. All the best. Take it away. Much. Um, good evening. Um, we are very, very proud to share this moment with all of you. It's, it's a very, very important moment in our lives as journalists and uh, stakeholders of the game. And we are very, very pleased to have you to have this big discussion on our Premier League and local football. Um, I believe there are a lot of things that we do in our lives as people, but football has brought us together as one family. And it's very, very important that our action speaks to protect what we love and the reason why we are all here. It started as a thought. Um, I, I was following the progress of how deteriorating our spectatorship has been in the Premier League. And I consider it as something we need to have a better discussion on. And today we are here. And I'm very, very proud to stand here in front of all of you to present our findings uh, so that we all have at least not just a mere talk, but something backed by scientific survey to speak as reference point to. And I believe from today, whenever we are speaking on attendances um, on our local football, we will have something to point to and say, we went for this summit and there were numbers that show that these are the factors that contributed to it. Um, I do not stand here alone. Um, I have um, the host of Inshapo's boss, Richard Medonko, here with us, and he is with us in spirit also concerning our group. Um, this research that we are going to go through was put together by the Insure Sports team and two very, very able men, Oreku Insia, who is a chartered accountant, and Ibrahim Dia who is a data manager and data analyst with the KCCR. So these are the people who have made sure that today we have a scientific backing to the discussions that we are going to have today. Now, aside what we are going to watch and the people have mentioned, we've had a series of interviews on our show. And when I talk about this, I'm talking about Inshapa Sports and Joy Sports, interview CEOs, club administrators, stakeholders, and everybody who is concerned about this topic. So what we are going to show you is quite elaborate in terms of people we've consulted to look at the issues. Now, I like what Mr. Neil said, talking about the hard truth. I think that is a time where we get to look ourselves in the mirror and the factors that people are contributing to us as stakeholders that are very, very important in not making sure that they attend these matches again. So we are going to have a very, very brief insight as to what really are the problems and why people are not attending our games when it comes to our local football. Now, 
if you look at this page, it, it, it gives us an insight on the demographics of people who were responsive to our survey. And as you can see, we had a lot of people coming together to fill the forms. And it is very, very important to note that if you look at the distribution in terms of the educational background of people who were able to fill our forms, we had around 75% of them attending university or higher education, giving us insights as to why they are not going to the stadium again. So this is the distribution of the demographic of people who were able to fill the survey. Into the next page, please. And um, we at Insha, we are in Asante region. But we are proud to say that the people that fill the survey are scattered around Ghana. You could see the Asante region, the central region, the eastern region, the greater Accra region, and the other regions too us all being part of this survey. So it's, it's a national survey that we are presenting to you. Um, we asked the respondents a very, very simple question. Whether in the last year they've watched any type of football, and this was their answer. And we are speaking about people who would devote their time to fill any online questionnaire about football. So you, you could understand that from their background, they are football-oriented people. So if you ask them, have you watched any type of football in the last year, and you look at the answer yes and the answer no, it tells you the kind of apathy people are developing for our game, and it should be a sign of worry for all of us as stakeholders of the game. Now, to the next page, please. If you look at this page, we are talking about the level and the types of league that these respondents say they are watching. So for those who answered yes, a lot of them, as you can see, says they are watching the Ghana Premier League. People watch weekend games, being it community football, community gala, any form of football, Division 1, Division 2, course football, and the division three now the next page will intrigue you in a bit uh, because we ask them if they pay to watch these games that they say they watch and significantly majority of them says yes what it means is that a typical football Ghanaian fan will want to pay and watch the games it is not true per this scientific survey that people have the enthusiasm to watch football but they want to watch it free they know they have to invest in the football that they want to watch and this survey proves very very significantly that majority of Ghanaians who are football oriented will go to these stadiums and want to pay to watch their clubs and their communities play or engage in any type of football match now the next page talks about the level of the types of games that they watch and where they pay their monies to. Now, there is a comparison to the leagues and the level of games that they watch and how much they pay for them. And it's interesting to note that apart from the Ghana Premier League, the next well-paid type of football that people invest in is the Division Three, and not the Division One or the Division Two aside the Ghana Premier League. And that is very, very intriguing when we were doing our research and we were going through it. That what is there with Division 3? That people are willing to pay to watch even Division 3 games than the Division 1 and the Division 2. Now, our conclusion on this is that it is basically because most of the Division 3 clubs are community-based clubs. And people watch it because of their attachment to their community. And people even watch those games as community service. Weekend, we don't go anywhere. We go to the nearest park, and we want to watch our clubs from our local boys playing. And that, that is the simple reason why people watch more of Division 3 than any other product in terms of Division football in Ghana, except the Ghana Premier League. Now, you go to the next stage, and this is the comparison that we've done. The supposed watch and paid watch games as to the number of people who are willing to pay to watch in terms of the divisions that they watch. Then this is the comparison of the graph that we have there. Now to the eighth one. Now out of 591 people who fill the forms, we are not so pleased to announce that only 31 people said they, they watch games involving women. So 
anybody who is particular about women's football will be worried about the statistics that out of the 591 people who fill the forms only 31 says look i've watched football that involves women the rest of them have not watched any kind of football that involves women so if you are a member of the women's fa cup committee or any women's football organization then you need to be worried in making sure that the women's football also comes up as the men's uh, football has done now to the next page please now how frequent do people watch football or gpl games and this was what we are able to gather some says they watch it sometimes a year others say sometimes in a month every week or every once in a while now if you look at the graph you could realize that every once in a while seems to be leading in terms of the number of respondents that we had and it is very very intriguing now you watch the distribution in terms of the regional distribution of people that says we watch it once in a while you get central region greater accra ashanti eastern and the others now majority of the people in the central region says they watch football once in a while and if you are within any of these regions this graph demonstrates clearly how your people react as consumers of football in terms of how frequently they want to engage the game and that is what we have in there it is very very interesting to note that at this point we get to see that look the traditional football lover who want to watch a football game every weekend now is tilting towards watching it once in a while and that is the reason why we are all here how can we move back to having a football oriented person in ghana so much consume about the game and we want to watch it every weekend and make sure that we get maximum attention from the public interest that will transcend to other um, interesting activities like sponsorship coming on board and and all of that now to page um 10. now we ask people why don't you go to the stadium why why have you had a decline in enthusiasm in 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 in, in your appetite for ghana football now interestingly majority of our respondents say is the quality of our football is going down and you can see by the graph the quality of the ghana premier league the quality of the division one league the quality of our coast football the quality of every level of our football people says are the number one reason why they are not attending games infrastructure comes too because they will say look we go to the stadium we leave our homes we leave our offices comfort zone and we want to be welcomed by our infrastructure that is welcoming in, 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 in its edifice. But we go to the stadiums and we don't really have an environment that is enabling for us to sit and we want to come back and sit and watch. So that is one for the NSA. The second factor is the infrastructure that welcomes football fans to the stadium. They say that is a very, very particular reason why they don't attend games anymore. Of course, the economic situation, how much you need to invest in transporting yourself from home what you will eat the price of the ticketing and all that um, comes third then the teams playing their strategies to attract the fans is a very very um, the fourth reason why people don't really go to the stadium now this come back to what mr Neil Armstrong was saying the clubs themselves as the major beneficiaries of the gate process and the attraction to football seems to be not doing so much in terms of their media strategies in terms of their support engagement strategies to get their own fans to come and watch their their games and that is well documented in the reasons why people say they are not going to the stadium now the services at the various stadium have have, have already enumerated that uh, the safety and the spectator behavior is among the reasons the less time people do not have is also another reason and the media myself has been criticized here that is among the reasons why they are not watching now look if you go through the reasons we decided to go through it by breaking it down specifically to the major stakeholders that contributes to any of these so we went further and that is the next page opinions about the regulator why are you not going to the stadium you've told us but what is the fa not doing specifically that is contributing to the reasons why you are not going now interestingly if you look at the questions that we ask the respondents and the answer that they give all the orange graph is the rating of a poor response to what we ask them 
the blue one is the average and the green is good now at least from afar from where you sit if you look at the green ones you could clearly see that people find little good about all that is supposed to be necessary for a typical football fan to go to the stadium when it comes to the fa now the fa attention to the league people say no the attention of the FA is more on other staff than the local football. So they rate the FA very poor in that. Now, the football management itself, the rating is there on the graph for everyone to see. You see a long orange graph that says it is very, very poor from the Ghana Football Association. Promotion, one extreme end of a poor showing from the Ghana Football Association in terms of their promotion of the Ghana Premier League. And the transparency and openness from the football people do not attract the public interest as the, la the last graph also implies. So from the football perspective, from the Ghana Football Association perspective, this is what the respondents are saying is accumulating to why they are not finding football attractive and they are not attending games. So if you are here and you work for the Ghana Football Association, these are messages for you in terms of the respondents. Now we go to the next page. And if you look at what club managers as the custodians of our club that we support in terms of what we expect them to do this is disheartening now we ask our respondents in terms of managing clubs that will attract you for you to say oh i have a ceo who have put together a very very good strategy he's running the club war and it's making me attracted to my club that is the reason why i want to always go and watch now you watch the first box and Club management trying to find a way to make sure that they attract their supporters. They say it's very, very poor. So, Mr. Vincent Odoto is here. Um, the president, the chairman of GACA is here. Um, you go, you tell your clubs, their CEOs, that look, your supporters say that the way you are managing the clubs is not attracting them enough to come and watch their, their football. The player quality. Now, if you watch the player quality, that is a second box. Uh, at the upper terrace, you see that the average is, 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 is on a higher note. Now, what people then are saying is that it's not as if that the players are poor, but it seems to be average. They seem to not cut it for them in terms of the standard that they expect to go and see at the various study, and that is what the respondents have given us. The standard of play, they say, is poor. Um, in terms of um, the entertainment, I remember so well, in a series of conversations on radio, one time we called Mr. Vincent so daughter to interview him. When we put the question to him, why do you see a decline in spectatorship? His first answer was, football is entertainment, and we are not pro pro promoting the entertainment part of football. Very well. That was his first answer to it. Now, it appears that the people agree with him in terms of the entertainment package at our various stadia. It is not there. And people say, we don't find a stadium very, very attractive place to go because we are not entertained enough to go to the various stadium. Now, when it comes to the conduct of our club officials, the statements that we make, our public showings, our actions and inactions as, 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 as leaders of these clubs, as leaders of supporters group, as leaders of various stakeholders, as leaders in the media industry, they are saying that our attitude generally as officials of st as stakeholders is not good enough to attract them to follow the game as we want them to follow. Now to the next page, please. Now, the issue of player exodus, um, I heard um, our chairman talk about it. You see, I would want to believe that this graph represents a very, very interesting perspective on what people think about player exodus. Now, it is equally even in terms of our respondents when we ask them whether player exodus contribute to why they are not going to the stadium. They are not saying yes. They are not saying no. What this simply means is that they know per our economic situation, they know per the standard of our league, the amount of money we pay our players. It would be very, very wicked, to, for a want of a better word, to stop a player from leaving because they are leaving for higher salaries, they are leaving for higher greener pastures. Now, what this essentially means is that people are not so concerned about losing 
quality players from the league. But people are concerned about the replacement of these players. The production level of the player exodus is where the problem is. So if you bring in quality player, they expect the quality player to leave. Why don't we want to see our players play in the best leagues in Europe? We do. But when they leave, those we replace them with, are they quality enough? And that is where the issue is. So people do not have problem essentially with player exodus, but they do have problem with their replacement. So we can ask ourselves, when they smell adults, they are circle force and the rest, left our league, who have we replaced them with? And that is the problem. If you bring quality to replace quality, people will still appreciate those qualities and come and watch. And we understand as respondents, the economic situation within our league, and we know that these players will always, always strive to move ahead. Even for us as journalists, we want to one day work at the BBC and the rest. But when we go, they expect much media to replace us with quality, and they will still listen to the radio. So that is what this um, issue about player exodus and the response is about. The, to the next page, please. Officiating. And I've seen uh, referees manager nodding. If you look at the graph, it's simple. Much to do with average performance, much to do with poor perception about the way they officiate our games. And the graph speaks for itself. And so as our referees manager is here, this is a message for him. People say they are not coming to the stadium because of poor officiating. And the rest is, is, is average. And the good is just a thin line, green, there's, you know, it's okay. And so the message is very, very clear. And something must be done about officiating generally in the Ghana Premier League and the other local products of our football. Now to the next stage, please. We don't really have a lot of time, so we need to move. Now, I just saw Mr. Ch um, Chairman Hesse of Akaras of Oak walk into the auditorium. And I'm happy that he came to meet the supporters' attitude. Nana Kwame Dankwa is already here. Now, you look at the four boxes in terms of the questions we ask on supporters. And it is very, very interesting that at every level, the score for poor is as high as anything. Now, the first one talks about supporters' organization. And the respondents say, look, yes, it's somehow average, but it is poor in nature. Sometimes, as football supporters, we tend to push a lot of blame to the CEOs, the board members. But what are we doing to organize ourselves? And it is very, very important. Apart from the survey, I remember through a series of media interactions with the CEO, the supporters union, and those who call in to give us insights on this topic. A lot of them say, look, I stay in an area, but there is no supporters organization that is as vibrant as will attract me to join them and follow them Sunday or Saturday to go and watch any of my, my favorite clubs play. So supporters organization is very, very key. And so those who are the leaders of the supporters must be very, very particular about organized support in going to the stadiums and filling the stadium as well. Supporters engagement. How do we engage our supporters? Do we just expect them to appear at the stadium? on Sundays to watch our games just like that, without any strategy to engage them, why they must love their club, why they must participate in their club activities. So they are saying it is very, very poor in the way we engage them as supporters. Supporters' leadership. You have been rated very, very poorly here. And that is a clear message for Nana Kwame Dankwa and Chairman Hesse. Now, the last box talks about community and traditional attachments. Now, how well are we projecting our clubs to the traditional owners and the indigenous within the environs of those clubs? It's very, very important. And people say, look, yes, we may want to love the clubs, but in terms of the percentage and how significant they attach to the community, it is quite on the low, and you could see clearly the ratings for the community and traditional attachments of our club. So if you're a club owner here, if you work as a professional for any of the clubs, as a CEO or member of the board or in any capacity, please find a way to have a strategy to make your club more attached to the community, and it is very, very important in bringing the attraction of supporters to the club and to attend games over there. Now, activities of the media, this comes straight to us. Multimedia is organizing this, 
and we have been indicted in our own report. And we are very, very proud to share it as we've shared the other ones. Now, you look at the first one, and we talk about commentaries around our football, and we say it's average. And that is very, very unacceptable. How can our own people tell us our radio commentaries on the Ghanaian football product is average? It means we are not doing enough. We are not finding times to speak well about these products. And we must be very, very mindful. We shape the ideas of supporters about our game and the products. And if they rate us that what we are doing in terms of our radio commentaries is average, it must be a worry to us. And for everyone watching us, it means we must do more. And we take it in a very, very good faith. Now, media promotions is also on the average side. Why are we not promoting it? Is it because probably the Ghana Premier League rights has been sold to Star Times as TV rights? The radio rights is there for, for the taking. Is it because it's too cheap? We just go to the venues and run commentaries. We just go and do reporting about the product. We are not investing our money into it, so we are not oriented to make sure that in terms of its promotion, we have equal rights to also promote it. Because it will not happen in England that Sky Sports journalists will not want to promote it because they have invested five billion pounds into the product. And it is behoves of you to promote it well so that it attracts um, adverts for you to also make up your money. So I think it's, it's, it's a very, very interesting topic here. Probably we need to look at the packaging of the rights around our local football probably make it more expensive for us as media people then we will have the responsibility to protect it more to promote it more and to be positive about it now the last thing is about the media projection and this is equal to the rest of the first two that we've already mentioned we do not project the local football enough and that is coming from our respondents it is not coming from us. It is coming from the people who listen to us. It is coming from people who responded to our research and they are telling us, the media, that clearly we are not doing enough per this graph. Now to the next stage, please. Uh, to the next page, please. Now, where do people prefer to watch Ghana Premier League and other Ghana football products? Now, people say, oh, we've moved into the era of social media. We've moved into the era of television. But if you look at the respondent, yes, it is very, very comfortable to sit at the comfort of your homes anywhere you can get TV to watch. So we expected the respondents to say TV first. But aside that, you could clearly see the stadium is also an attractive option for people who want to watch Ghana Premier League. So it is very, very important that we have it at the back of our minds that if we improve in our services to attract this public interest around our football, we are going to get the numbers to go to the stadium because people have shown that it is a second option significantly of them trying to get access to Ghana Premier League and the other local products as the graph shows with the radio media, online and others following. To the next page, please. Now, we talked about the NSA and I was very, very pleased the sports minister mentioned it. Now, I will want to leave my home where I've cleaned to come to a facility to watch football, and the facility is accommodating enough. Now, Nat was introducing Mr. Maoku, and he says he comes with his um, son and wife. You don't want to take your family to a place that is not accommodating, not safe. And if you look at the response in terms of the infrastructure itself, the edifice, they say it is poor. Sanitation at our various area, poor. You talk about security, poor. If this is the response from people who are supposed to be attracted to our game, how do we expect them to come and watch? Because at the back of their minds, they are coming to a very, very security problem zone. They are coming to where it's not neat enough for them to sit and not even invite their other family members to come. And the infrastructure itself is not accommodating enough. One of the things that you would love to go watch um, football away, I was part of those who watched the World Cup. I wanted to watch every game at the stadium because just the edifice itself was so attractive, was so welcoming. I remember the Educational City Stadium. When we were walking outside, 
it was quite hot. The moment we entered the stadium, we started feeling cold. The simple reason was that there were air conditioning all around the stadium. Who would not want to sit in such an environment and watch football? Which stadium did we watch on television or physically in Qatar that wasn't accommodating? So if you want people to leave the comfort of their homes, their offices, their cars, wherever they are, who have other options to consume football, to come and watch our football at the various centers, we need to make those centers accommodating enough. And that is the response that they are giving to us. Make the place neat, make it a very, very good in terms of security, and make sure the infrastructure is improved, and we will come and watch because the place is envir environmental friendly for us. Now, in every country that football has developed, there's a lot of government investment into it. So we were particular about asking questions about government investment and whether it has affected people's attitude to local football. And the answer is there, largely poor, largely poor, largely poor. I am so sad the minister has left before we were able to project this so that he could send a message to government that they are not doing enough investment and the people are saying it is part of the reason why they are going apart to our local football. And so the message is very, very clear. We don't need a lot of explanations to this one in terms of government investment into our football and whether it is affecting attitude towards football from our football-oriented people. Now to the next stage, to the next... Now people have been talking about e-ticketing as one of the major problems why people don't patronize football, especially for the government-owned infrastructures where the e-ticketing has been implemented. Now, do you see the graph as interesting as I see it? Because the obvious answer is whether e-ticketing is good for our local football. Majority say yes. They don't say no. They say it's good. It makes it very, very interesting, an answer for me. Because if you go out there, it seems the rhetoric is that, oh, you take it in as coming, it is putting a hindrance into us assessing the stadium. We are used to going there and purchasing it with hard um, currency, and we just get our ticket and we go. But people say no. Majority of them significantly say the e-ticketing is good and it is very, very convenient for them to use in assessing our various stadium. Now, yes, we must not look at the yes alone, but tackle the matter of the no so that the next time we do a survey, we will be proud to say everyone who was responding say it was yes. So please, those who are involved in implementing this e-ticketing, the little, little loopholes in it um, should be sorted in terms of network issues and the other stuff must improve so that the next time we run another survey in terms of getting response from people why they are not going to the stadium, they can say that now we are maximum support for the e-ticketing and it is a means for us to go to the stadium. So it is not true from today. Let this be your reference point. It is not true that majority of the people think e-ticketing is the problem and the reason why they are not going to the stadium. In fact, per the respondents, they say it is a very good initiative by the, by the, the government in, in terms of assessing the various stadia. So it's, it's scientific and it is there for everyone to see. To the next slide, please. The economic factors. It is true. Though we are not here to do politics, but we all can fill our pockets. Now, you ask someone and says, oh, but I can go to a TV center, pay five CDs and watch my Chelsea, watch my Arsenal, and they probably get one Coke, Coca-Cola, and I'm okay. So my expenses will be 10 CDs, and I watch two EPL games, and I'm satisfied. If I'm supposed to board a car to the stadium, pay for the ticket, have fun, two kebabs, one drink and come back again in terms of the pocket it's, it's quite draining it is understandable but when we ask whether the economic situation in the country was a factor why people are not going to the stadium yes significantly you could see the graph people say no no it is not the reason why if they make it attractive enough no matter how how expensive it is if it is good, a product, we will go and watch. Now, this gets me back to the conversation of comparing football to other things that people are ready to invest in, like a musical concert. Now, we are talking about the same facility stadium. If there are crowds for stadium, 
on a day that we are playing the Manchester Derby, it's not filled to capacity. But Rapaholic and Stone Boy and the rest artists can fill that stadium to capacity. Then it is not an issue of economic situation. It's an issue of football attraction going down. And that is the response that they are giving us. Make it attractive. And no matter how expensive it is, we will come and consume it for you. So we have our answer if indeed the economic situation is what is extremely affecting the attendance and the people say no. It is not in terms of the significance of the graph that we have there. To the next stage, uh, the next page, please. Now, I have said this on radio countless times, that if Ghana was supposed to be any sports serious country, what the Anas Exposé did would still have been a topic in Parliament and we would have seen significant changes in the legislature of our football. Now, there are examples. You go to Sri Lanka, when there was this match-fixing scandal in cricket. Today, you commit any form of corruption in sports, and you can be sentenced 10 years in imprisonment. Now, assuming, and I always ask this, if Anas should come and do an expose again, and people are caught on camera doing the same things that they did in the video, we will have the same results as nobody being able to prosecute them in a court of law. What it means is that the bigger picture we would have put on the Anas expose and tackle issue of corruption, mass fixing, and all these things, whether it's perception or whatever, we've not done anything about it. So the results will be the same if today, after what Anas did, it's being replicated by any other journalist. What we can do to those people will be the same. And that is very, very disheartening for a country that says they love sports. So if we love sports, we need to be deepened about the way we want to protect it. And the people are saying, we've had poor legislature around our football, people who engage in other things that do not really contribute to the promotion and the development of our sports are not being punished enough. There are not enough rules. And I remember again, then Deputy Attorney General, today's Attorney General, Godfrey Dami, doing the FIFA tax force um, in the days of the Normalization Committee, explicitly said that he has found the announced expose to be a very, very good thing. But the biggest loophole is that people who were cited in those videos cannot be prosecuted because the laws of this country, per our constitution, does not punish corruption outside public officials. And these football people are not public officials. So he will recommend that we have something we call a sports tribunal and, and, and probably an LI that will punish going forward people who engage in sports corruption. That has not been done. And people are saying, look, there's no adequate legislature in terms of protecting football as a brand. And that is communicating to us in terms of their attendance and how they react to football products in Ghana. To the next one, and I think that will be probably the last one. Now, we want to find solutions. We just don't want to be told the problems as to why people are not going to the stadium. Now, I will want all of us to pay particular attention to this. According to our respondents, they say these are the things that if we do, they will come back to their stadium. First one, they say we should improve on coaching and tactical quality. They go to the stadium, they don't watch quality football. They don't watch football that is being coached. People will want to watch Man City because of Pep. People will want to watch big clubs because of how they play. It's so beautiful to watch. And they are saying, look, improve on your coaching, improve on your tactical quality. When we come to the stadium and we are entertained by these footballers and the kind of football that they play, we will come to the stadium. The second one is about security. People will want to be secured, so they want us to improve on our security. Sanitation, media engagement by teams, transportation, supporters engagement, timing of our games. And we should all take it into, 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 into our, our, our mind that, look, people are complaining about timing of our games. Monday, 3 p.m., 
people can't leave their west to come and watch football. So if we could do more of the evening games, more of the games at a time where people will be more available, it will be very, very good for them. The supporters' behavior, um, no live broadcasts, the ticket prices, the community participation, and the removal of the e-ticketing, these are the general solutions that our people offered. I think the rest had to highlight the breakdown of these solutions, so we are not going to waste our time. The last thing that I will say, is that we will make this report very, very comprehensive into a very, very well-written document and share it among our stakeholders. We will share the problems with you. We will share the solutions with you. And we will want to see it as a working document to improve on the fate of our football when it comes to the obstruction of the public interest. Football is centered around the supporters. People will want to come and invest if they see the public interest improving on our football. And everything about the game is about the supporters. So we should always, always strive to make sure that the product football is entertaining, is attractive, and it's very, very interesting to the people we want them to come and follow. If we get them back, every other thing is going to be in place. So we wanted to give you a scientific basis for this discussion. And we are proud to have said that we've put together this. And as a working document today, we can reference it in all our discussions about filling the Ghana Premier League centers. And this is our findings to you. And we will make it available when we have the final report with more analysis into the interpretation of this data to you. Thank you very much for being here for us. Ladies and gentlemen, a bigger appreciation. Joy 99.7 FM. When you want to eat, just Momo it. Tired of the long queues in the supermarket? Pay with Momo. When you really want that beautiful new blouse, just Momo it. When you want to get a trim and get fresh to impress you know who, just Momo it. When you need to pay your utility bills and domestic staff, Shani Momo. When you want to send love to the family back home, send some Momo. Join the millions of MTN Momo users all over Ghana and live life the brighter way. So just Momo it. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 
BOT Properties, the new meaning of affordable luxury. No matter your water needs, Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double-layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. Whether I'm passing by the food market, visiting the salon, or filling up my tank for a spontaneous adventure with old friends in a new city, when asked, cash or card? It's always card for me. I switched from cash to card for all my payments with MasterCard. Now I get to do what I enjoy with ease. Switch from cash to card for all your payments with MasterCard. MasterCard, the secure and convenient way to pay. Successfully hosting the Achamata Mall Clinic of the 2023 edition of the EcoBank Journeys Habitat Fair. We are again gearing up for the second clinic at the West Hills Mall. Date Friday 4th to Sunday 6th August 2023. Venue West Hills Mall. Time 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. This year's exhibition is under the theme Home Ownership, Affordability, Comfort or Luxury. Visit the clinic and engage the providers in the housing value chain on all your housing needs. Be it financing, land acquisition, rent to own, outright purchase, roofing, lighting, electronic appliances, home security or home furnishing. The EcoBank Joinings Habitat Fair is your one-stop shop for everything housing. For exhibition inquiries, please call 0540-110-389 or 0244-260-653. There will be daily giveaways by the sponsors. The EcoBank Joinings Habitat Fair is in partnership with EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank and the Plant City Extension Project Rent to Own and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Construction Limited where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tanks, a strong, a tough. Gold Key Properties, building prestige since 1997 and Springfield Estates where dreams are built. This is the biggest and the most exciting culinary show in Ghana. Six tertiary schools presents three budding chefs each to battle it out here in the kitchen. Knife to knife, it's time to find the toughest, smartest and the most creative team which school will win the ultimate prize and earn the bragging rights as Ghana's tertiary school with the best chefs. Join me, Michelle Adekou and the judges as we discover the best team who will serve the most amazing cuisines. This is Big Chef Tertiary. Big Chef Tertiary. The kitchen has no boundaries. Joy 99.7 FM brings you another Joy Family Forum dubbed Becoming Mr. and Mrs. All You Need to Know Before Marriage. A breakfast meeting for singles led by home affairs and hosted by yours truly, Adam Night Day. Our guest speakers for the day are Ghana's favorite uncle, Uncle Lebo White, and Reverend Mrs. Rita Crunchy Ankara, First Lady of the Royal House Chapel. 
Mrs. Theresa Riafia Sante, Mama T, Ariel the Wellness Coach, Kobinata Bedu, PG Sebastian, Lawyer Kwekuya Mwapinto, and a host of other seasoned relationship coaches and counselors will all be in attendance. You get to enjoy a good buffet breakfast, giveaways, networking, and other fun activities at a cool rate of 150 Ghana CDs per head and 250 for two. Venue is the Best Western Plus Hotel, Nungwa. Time is 6 a.m. through to 10 a.m. and the date is 12 August 2023. Please reserve your spots now. Call or WhatsApp 059-288-9986 for your reservations. This event is supported by Best Western Plus Hotel, Nungwa, Ship Healthcare Specialist Medical Center, Nish, Gobakinti, and Marine Noel's Spa and Salon. Becoming Mr. and Mrs. All you need to know before marriage. Joy 99.7 FM. FM and uh, you're listening to the special event happening at the Labadi Beach Hotel. Uh, It's a conversation about the Ghana Premier League and uh, uh, efforts trying to unravel efforts that we could get fans back into the stadium. And uh, just uh, gone by was a presentation by Head of Sports, uh, I think Shirei FM, our sister station is Shirei FM, Bessima Kayala. A very, very, very data-driven presentation there on why fans are not trooping to the various stadia in Ghana. And uh, quite a wide range of uh, responses they gave relative to the, the, the state of the stadia across the country. Uh, relative to security, sanitation, talking about the level of promotion that is given to the local games and also uh, a few mentioned about uh, government investment in infrastructure and how all of that is, you know, uh, affecting the patronage of the local game. Well, we'll be going back to the uh, Labadi Beach Hotel now where the conversation is going, it's continuing and at the moment it's a roundtable discussion about all the issues that has been raised in the findings. A board member, a devoted one of that, of Ghana's oldest existing football club, Accra Hearts Volk. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Nyahu Nyahu Tamaklo. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he comes in with a wealth of knowledge um, within the space of football. Now, day in, day out, we're seeing people who have played football before get into very key spaces when it comes to the daily operation of the game in different places. And this fine gentleman is one of them. He played football with Mediama Sporting Club. So he knows what it means to be there on the pitch and not have many numbers in the stands. And he'll be addressing that as we go along. He also has a master's degree in, uh, from the uh, University of Ghana Business School. 
and uh, also uh, graduated with a very good GPA from the Liberty University in the United States of America. Uh, has a lot in terms of professional expertise to offer and is now serving as a player representative at the Professional Footballers Association of Ghana, which is Ghana's wing of FIFA's welfare wing, FIFPRO. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Philip Asiwe. He delivered a very passionate address earlier, and he still continues to have a lot of football passion within him. Well, he's seen different arms and different legs of the operational ladder in football, and is currently a sports management professional. He served as CEO of Accra Hearts of Oak. He's also served as a FIFA instructor marketing, and has served as chairman of the National Chapters Committee of Accra Hearts of Oak as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil Armstrong Motorbear. Well, this is a man of credentials. Credentials in the sense that after so many years of serving as CEO of Ashanti Gold Football Club, he won the Ghana Premier League. Yeah, yeah. So whenever we gather to have conversations with people or chairpersons of clubs who have won the Ghana Premier League, he falls within that marquee list. Well, uh, years after that, he is serving as a board member of Accra Great Olympics. Well, his first love is journalism. But football took him away from us. Well, we are forgiven the football people. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me acknowledge the presence of the chairman of the Ghana League Clubs Association, Mr. Kujofiano. Well, we, we saw his talent years ago with another network, and we thought this gentleman is stayed enough out there. It's time we bring him in and baptize him in the multimedia sports ways. Uh, run uh, many years as a devoted uh, journalist broadcast and uh, has done wonderfully well uh, over the legs that he served outside of the multimedia group and as he serves now within the multimedia group. He is the host of Prime Take, which is a uh, conversation, a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the movers and shakers in the space. And you normally find him on that space on the Joy Prime channel and on the Joy News channel. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-moderator for the evening, Muftao Nabila Abdullahi. <laughs> Muftao, and the last interview you had on Prime Take... I talk about my football skill, but you didn't mention that. Well, um, you, you decided to leave that for, for other things. So we can't talk about that now. Could you have this count me? You have counted me when I was young. <laughs> so, Muftao, um, the last legend you interviewed is called Jolati, Ghana's oldest sports journalist alive and the pioneering president of the Sports Writers Association of Ghana. What he likes to say all the time and the accolade that is associated with him is over to you. Muftal, over to you. Thank you, uh, Nat. Um, it's been quite an educative night um, hearing from people or stakeholders within the game of football and the data that has been gathered by our colleagues at Shira FM, uh, led by uh, Bismarck or Wisubempa. Um, uh, when I was um, listening to him, so many things struck me. But um, people would always say, the opinion of the journalist does not go far is the stakeholders. And tonight we are privileged to have the stakeholders here, the people who make the policies and um, their policies determine how the game should be governed in this country. So um, let's set the ball rolling since you've thrown it over to me. So I take it. And uh, um, I'll start with Kujofiano briefly because I remember him granting an interview and he said something that was quite interesting. He, had, he spoke about how he went to uh, the Volta region with Ashanti Gold. And when they were on their way back, he spoke about how some supporters um, actually decided that they were going to give them something for their boys because they, they had done so well. And it brings me to the point where everyone is asking ourselves, how come people are beginning to draw away from a product they like so much and even invest their time energy and resources into it. Fiano, what has changed in the last couple of years to the extent the last season, even our biggest class were struggling to get numbers? Uh, thank you very much. Let me say 
Good evening to the audience here. But let me also start by thanking the multimedia group for this giant step they've taken to actually uh, learn some tricks from our renowned doctor, Dr. Nyawa to diagnose exactly what is wrong with us and attempt to prescribe uh, the dosage yeah. that could help us come back into mainstream. And I want to pledge, as the chairman of the Ghana League Club Association, that on behalf of the clubs, we are not going to allow this report to gather dust. We're going to commit ourselves to it. Gaka will have to adopt it and organize a series of engagements with our clubs, our supporters, so that we can come back on track. Having said that, 